Hey everyone and welcome back to CityWide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host, Max Bone, and joining me now, this may sound familiar, folks. We are once again diving into the world of Plus Ones. It's an absolutely hilarious romantic comedy. We talked with the writers and directors in our last interview, and this time, we're, uh, we're talking to the producers and the many other titles that they have, talking about the recent screening that this thing had, which was sold out, everyone, as part of the Roxbury International Film Festival. Joining me, I have the pleasure of speaking with my old friend, Kimmy Johnson. She is a producer and executive producer. Emily Baeza, she is the uh, producer and the head of fundraising. And Aries Fung, producer and the unit production manager. Whew, got all that out. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is great to have you all here. Great to be here. Thank you, Max. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you know, I want to hear all about the screening because this happened just a couple weeks ago. And from what I understand, an absolutely phenomenal experience. So open question to anyone. How did it go? So we had a really good turnout. Uh, it was sold out. So that was one sign first note uh, us going into it. And then uh, our film was showed last and I always feel like that's a really good sign saying that they saved the best for last and you could hear a huge applause as the opening scene came on and then um during the Q&A portion at the end uh Liz Eng even asked hey anyone involved or supported plus ones or whatever can you please stand up and I believe it was like half the room it was just so good to see what an outpouring of an attendance of people who came to support the film yeah, for sure. So I think the best part about the screening for me was just seeing everybody there because um, we shot this in uh, last summer. So going to Roxbury and I, I think I saw um, Kimmy first. Like I went into the MFA. I was like trying to find where um, where they were going to do the screening. And then I saw Kimmy there and I was so excited to just see Kimmy and like talk to Kimmy for a bit. And then like all these other people started coming in and it was all the cast and crew um, and people that were just coming to support us. And it was just really exciting to see everyone kind of come together again because I haven't seen half of like everybody since a year ago. Like I've just been like, I haven't, I've, you know, it's been a whole year, but it was amazing. It was great seeing everyone again and just seeing the overwhelming support for this film. And yeah, like to see everybody there stand up and all the clapping and just kind of looking around the room and seeing all of these like happy faces. Um, it was really fulfilling, very happy. I want to piggyback off that idea that uh, it was so great to see people in person. And some of our crew members, we had never met in person because we filmed during COVID. And some people tested positive as we began the film shoot and they had to work remotely. So that was just quite the experience to finally meet some of our teammates in person. Yeah, we've always been like a very agile group, like finding other ways to include people. Like that was like Liz's vision from the beginning is making sure that no one couldn't participate because of you know their physical health or ability um so any way possible feeling part of the community and i personally wasn't able to attend in person the screening so i was really really sad about that i was actually working on another project um that also had a lot of folks from the plus ones community come in and out and be a part of so it was like we were we were on set on another project looking at our phones, seeing all of the social media reactions to the premiere. And it was such a cool experience to like, we had like our satellite community together, at least like getting to celebrate this moment because it was a huge turnout. And it was, I actually got to go to other events um, at the Roxbury International Film Festival. And when I would check in at the table, 
they would ask like, oh, have you, do you have any films? And I mentioned plus ones and like, oh yeah, we know all about you. Like we, everyone was here for that movie. Like, and everyone I met for the rest of the, the film festival, like kept like giving, singing its praises. And it was just really a special experience to like have this thing that you've been working on that's been like private or like, you know, you don't get to show it like the fruits of your labor to so much later. So being able to like have other people experience it and get as excited as you are about it is a really one of a kind experience. Mm. Did you know ahead of time that this was going to be totally sold out? So I know that we were all shocked that it was sold out because we were promoting it and telling all our friends and be like, hey, everyone, come on out. And some people who thought, okay, cool, I'll figure it out the day of if I want to go check on the weather because it's New England. They were like, oh my goodness, it's sold out. I can't go. What? Are you serious? It was a surprise for us. Yeah, none of us knew that that that's what would happen. And it, it was definitely like a last minute scramble to get some really important people there as well. So excellent. Best surprise. <laughs> it really is. It really is to say, oh, we'll get some kind of crab and then realize, oh, they're all here for us. Now, I know this also involved a Q&A afterwards. Uh, what kind of questions did, did folks have about the movie? Um, I think for the most part, people were interested in how we got such a large community to be a part of this. Because I think what um, separates us from the other shorts that were shown was just the sheer amount of people that were involved. Um, we had like like I think 11 locations we have like this rotating ensemble cast of dates um that uh our main characters are going on uh, on dates with and so there was just a bunch of people in so many different locations and you know we had a pretty big crew and so we just had a lot of people involved and it just felt like like it felt like a party you know like as much as is a short film also felt like a party because everybody was so many faces there um and I think that was the biggest, like, that was one of the questions of, like, how did we manage to get all these people in one place? And also just people from, like, different backgrounds and just all over the world into, into Massachusetts to film this. How about after the screening was over? Did you get, like, approached by folks who want to talk to you about the movie? I had a lot of, um, like, not necessarily, like, at the screening since I wasn't there, but there were people who are, like, asking same questions. Like, how did how did you manage like that amount of cast and crew um, and all those different locations? I think that was one of the most challenging things. Um, And I am like the most new to filmmaking of anybody in the group. Like this was a huge learning experience for me. So like I can, I now know how ambitious it was for Liz to be like, we are doing (laughs) this many cast members in this many places um, because, you know, when you think of like short, low budget, you think, you know, one location, five people max. And so we, like, we really, um, so the thought really big with it, you know, we wanted this to be a community endeavor and bring people in from all, you know, backgrounds and, and like walks of life. And I think that really speaks to like how it became as big as it was because of how, you know, it just was built to be as welcoming as it could be. Um, so I, I constantly get questions about like managing that experience. And I, I try to answer them to the best of my ability and maybe like Kimmy or Aries will like can do it better. But sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I was in such a haze of like, we're, 
we just got to get this done, that it's hard to remember those details. But I think it's a good exercise as filmmakers to think back of like, you're right, I did accomplish this seemingly impossible task. How did I do it? Like, how can I replicate that success? And I think that's something, an exercise I want to employ more often, because I sometimes I just kind of like, focus in and don't think about anything else. And then I, as quickly as the solutions came, they like left my brain. <laughs> I actually want to talk about the management process because as producers, as executive producers, as unit managers, you certainly had a lot to handle. What was it like being more or less at the helm of such a massive production? Honestly, the, the craziest thing is if you asked me like, um, like, in 2023 to do this again, I don't think that I could have done it. I think it's been a year and I think that I've grown a lot as a filmmaker and, you know, I've gotten a lot better at certain things. And I think that, you know, I have a lot more experience in producing and filmmaking, but honestly, I don't know if I would have been able to make plus ones again. Like the amount of just resources and people that we were in contact with and kind of like managing was like crazy. You know, we had, um, we were going to locations all the way from, you know, like north of Boston down to the South Shore. And like, you know, we're making commutes, like, you know, 40 minute commutes all over the place all the time. We were flying people in from New York. I was working remotely from L.A., like in pre-production. Um, our director was in New York and zoomed in to direct or our co-directors. One of them um, zoomed in from New York to direct um, the short. So it's like we were managing a million things all over the U.S. Um, we're managing different time zones with like, you know, a pretty slim budget for, for what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, really juggling a small budget for transport, housing, like, you know, um, lodging, food, just everything. It, it was honestly, it's, if I were, if Liz pitched this to me again, I, <laughs> like in 2023, I don't think that I would have, I would have been able to take this on. Like it was, it was such a, an insane endeavor but somehow we made it work we had an amazing team of people obviously like all the producers worked so hard on this and a lot of us were this is one of our kind of like first like projects that we really came together and worked together on this and um i don't know somehow we made this work i think it was a lot of just trust um in each other like knowing that if you know emily was working on this part of the project that i have full trust that emily is going to follow through and you know do the best that she could on this part and i would do the best that i can do and when we all come together you know, the puzzle pieces came together and we, it, it worked and people like we had a fantastic team of people that really, I don't know how, but really made this come to life. I would say that everyone had eyes on the prize. There was no turning back. We were just in it to win it. And uh, there was a lot of meetings, lots of planning and planning and organizing made the difference for, okay, when you have a very small budget, people volunteering their time, people donating food items. All right. What can we do with, uh, stretching that doll as much as we can, spend it on if we need to rent gear, because that's nothing you can go away. And so um, it's that we just kept moving forward and then looking backwards at all that was accomplished, it's just like, wow, that's just a miracle. Can you believe that? Like, Aries, like, I don't know if I could have imagined completing all that. If I had known the huge mountain we were going to move, would I be in it again for that experience? So it's just pretty, uh, it's quite the project to be proud of because in front of and behind the camera seeing other people like ourselves from all over the spectrum from all sorts of genders and identities and ages and backgrounds it just made me so proud to see one of the most diverse groups of people ever 
Absolutely. And it, it's like a little cliche to say, but like the quote of like a, the journey of a thousand steps begins with like a single step, right? Like in totality, looking back at this experience, it's like, heck no, I couldn't do all that again. But like when you're starting it, it's like one step at a time, like you're doing, you know, you're growing as, as people working professionals. And I'm not sure like the audience of your podcast, Max, but if there are people who aren't familiar with filmmaking, like it's also so mind boggling for me, someone who is newer to this, that all, a lot of this is done in our free time. Like this is on top of like our nine to five responsibilities or other ways that we're trying to make ends meet in our personal professional lives. Like we are doing this like 9 PM zoom calls, checking in with each other and like in the wee hours of the night, trying to fit these things in um, and calling in favors from all over um, to, to make it possible. And I think like, that's what gets people excited is like the, the process of like bringing people together um, is everyone else is just contributing like what they can. So at little by little, we do what we can and then you get to see what comes together. Yeah, I also just want to add like with the energy that we had with the team of people and kind of all the ideas that we had, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think that I've been a part of it, like a few other projects here and there now and, you know, worked on some very like Hollywood commercial stuff and things that are more structured and things that are more like traditionally Hollywood. And you just don't have that anymore. I think that there is, there's charm in this indie production with a small crew of people that really are just pouring their hearts out. And that's just something that like, I would, I would take that over anything. I think that that's what filmmaking is about and being with a group of people that are so amazing that they're also pouring their hearts out and being vulnerable and being together. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Very cool. Yeah, I want to echo that, that the indie projects, it definitely is more of a team effort. It feels like you're a family, you're in the trenches together. And since we all have a passion to succeed and do the best that we can, it, we were just surrounded by such great people. And so it made for a good experience. You know, I'm curious about what drew you to this movie in the first place. When you heard about it, what made you say, yes, I want in? So I was one of the early people that Liz brought on board and she said, oh, I wrote this, this screenplay. And I was like, oh, I'm in. And then I thought, well, I love this woman. I sure hope she's got writing skills. I'm going to have faith in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should read the screenplay first before I say I'm in. But even if it were terrible, I'm there to support my friend. And when I read it, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, she's got some writing skills. And I'm really excited to help in any capacity that I can. So I grew with, hey, I've got faith in you. You are a good, talented writer. And now let's gather people to make it happen. Because if we get a good team together, then anything's possible. So that's how I got on board where she first approached me. And she said, hey, I got the screenplay. And originally I was, she asked me to direct and I had never directed before. Then I realized with uh, the time that I have, uh, I wasn't able to put that sort of time commitment in. I stepped back and I said, well, I, my comfort level is being a producer. I've been a producer before. So let me guide you on this journey, being an executive producer and help as much as I can in that capacity. So that's how I got involved. I I met Liz over Zoom, actually. Um, I was visiting my grandparents in Arizona, I remember, because it was, um, you know, a lot of my film career so far has been made through the people that you meet and the impressions that you leave um, and showing like your work ethic. I, I've, I, as a person who is, again, who's still relatively new, like I'm on year two of filmmaking, um, I've learned that people are really willing to show you the ropes if you have like an open mind and you want to learn. 
And so I've benefited a lot from great people like that. And that's the connection I made with Liz um, through Women in Film and Video New England. I had We had a mutual connection who said, you know what, Emily hasn't made a lot of film, but I think she could help you do what you need to do. And so um, my previous career, I was in nonprofit marketing and communication. And so I was like, let me see if I can apply these skills from this other industry to filmmaking. Um, and so thankfully, by the time we got into like actual production, I had been on more sets and was able to help more in a hands-on capacity. Like all of us were very hands-on, um, even though we were like producers doing all the pre-production work, we also took on roles during the actual production. Um, so so, it, so Liz actually took a big leap of faith on me, I think, because I was like, this, the script is amazing. I was so excited to see like exactly a lot of the, the qualifiers that I'd wanted to see, like baseline diversity <laughs> and inclusion. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, we have, you know, we have female protagonists. We have some queerness that is more than sex. We have people of different ages, different um, and the like the punchlines, the humor of it were, weren't these identities in the script. Like, like it was really when Liz told me that it was something that she wanted to have the world that is built in this movie reflect the world that she experiences in Boston. That really spoke to me. And it sounds it shouldn't be a bold, brave move that should just be the norm. So truly, it was just like, OK, this is a very approachable script it's at that point I'd only done horror movies so I was like let me not put myself in a, a box here let me get some rom-coms under my belt um so I was really excited to you know try the humor the lightheartedness and it was such a positive experience so I think like thank goodness for Liz taking a chance on me so for me I'm actually I'm a student at Emerson College I'm studying film right now uh I'm going to graduate after next semester so things are Things are getting scary. But uh, so what happened was I was producing a $5,000 film. It was like a, like, you know, ultra low budget film. And uh, Liz was our main actor. We got Liz off um, backstage. And after we did our production, it was a two day shoot in a Chinese restaurant. Um, it was, I was producing it and we had like a bunch of film students there. And afterwards, Liz came up to me and Liz said, Aries, whatever's going on here, I need this. And so she sent me an email with her script and she just told me, basically, she has this idea to do this. I think it started off with 50000 That was like the price point. And then she was like, $15,000, I need to make a film. And whatever you did on your student film set, I need this on this set. And so I read the script and very similarly to Emily, there was just a lot of qualifiers that made the script like stand out to me. You know, as producers, we have the ability to make films happen. You know, like our job is to tell stories and make stories come to life. And I think it's really important for, at least for me as a producer to choose, pick and choose the stories that I want to tell and want to bring to life because, you know, like that's, that's our whole job, you know, and we're, we spend what, six months on each project, if not like a year or two years. And I really have to believe in a script and believe in a story. And for plus ones, like I read the script and I believed in it and I believed in the story. I wanted to be part of this. I knew that this was going to be a six to eight month commitment that's something that I want to commit to because I want this to come to life. And, um, and yeah, so that's how we got here. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, it's hard to believe, but we are reaching the end of this uh, conversation. Sorry to have it happen, but there are many more in the future, folks. I can guarantee you there will be more interviews for the folks behind Plus Ones down the road. So certainly keep it here 
And if you want to learn more about the movie, it's real simple. Instagram plus one film, so plus number one S film, and you'll find everything you need there. Certainly follow them, support them. Aries, Emily, and of course, Kimmy, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This has been great. Thank you. Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. You can find this show on your favorite podcast platforms and new episodes are added every week, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. You can get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com. Whether you want to suggest a guest, submit music for the bi-weekly Blackout Collection playlist, or just say hello. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time.